Hello, and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Cass. Hi, I'm Cass. My pronouns are she or they. I will be playing Zari. Their pronouns are they, them, and their familiar is Raz the Raccoon. You can find me at Twitter on CassKDesigns, and that's where I write about game design and release different games that I'm working on. Awesome. Could you tell us more about your characters, specifically, you know, the titles, calling and promise, and, you know, more about your familiar? Yeah. So, Zari's titles are of Ratha because that's where they're from. And so, because of that, I get a plus one uh, during a time of stress that I choose. Their other title is the Confidant because people will come up to Zari and just tell them their secrets. So once per session, I can gain a plus one to an attribute check where I'm trying to get someone to share a secret with me. My trophy is called the Trial of Courage. So this is an artifact I got out of the Badlands that when I want, it sort of emanates an aura of fear and people are unable to move closer to me unless they pass a wits check. Then I have Roz, the giant raccoon. Roz is quadruple the regular size of a raccoon. And their other ability is he can smash. So he can break items with a size smaller than himself without the need for a roll. And he gains a plus three to smash larger items. But when he smashes something, the GM can find out if it's been damaged completely or just a little bit damaged. So we'll kind of have that going on. Yeah, that's going to be very, very fun to work with. (laughs) And we also have Peridot. Hi, I'm Peridot. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing as Mira and their familiar Freya. Their pronouns are they, them, both of them. You can find me on Twitter at Tune Elemental, and that's Tune as in cartoon. And just find all of my various projects there, uh, mostly art related and this. Very nice. Could you tell us some more about Mira, their titles, calling and promise, and more about their familiar? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mira is from Amirland, so their first title is of Amirland. That gives me the ability to gain plus one to charm checks when haggling or trading with people who are also from Amirland, and they're also more likely to just generally assist me. And my other title is The Quick, which allows me to gain a plus one to an attribute check when using speed to get the drop on someone. The main trophy that I have is a cloak, which is just full of lots and lots of pockets. It can store up to 50 kilograms of weight. And yeah, and Mira is just all about adventure just for their calling, and their promise is hope because they want to bring hope and light to people around them. Their familiar is named Freya. They are a squirrel of a normal size who is capable of walking on walls and ceilings without any hindrance. They can also walk through walls a meter thick and can check whether a character that the familiar can see has good or bad intentions. Awesome. Thank you for that lovely description. And I'm Chelsea. My pronouns are she, her, and sometimes they. And you can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Bites. I am building a POC streaming community and we would love to you know, help you out. So definitely check us out. And I'll be your host and game master. Today we'll be playing Familiars of Terra 
by Elizabeth Tribadicool of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. The story will be set in Ratha, so you can mostly focus on uh, that area. So, you both receive a letter from your headquarters, the Seeker headquarters in Findair, uh, receiving, you're basically receiving a, uh, a message, and this message is a cry of help from the families in a city called Micah in Ratha, and they've been having an increase of you know, events like lesions, hybrids, just scary, really scary stuff just showing up in their town. And you are ordered by your headmaster there in the headquarters to go and check it out. So as you're both on this road, you're surrounded by trees as it's characteristic of the area of Ratha. They're tall, tall, giant trees and a beautiful scenery, animals everywhere. It's very lively and you're on a beaten path and you both come across, you see a family in a wagon and they're coming down the road towards you. And they look like they're kind of rushing out of there. They're trying to, you know, gather up their stuff. They're keeping everybody, you know, together. You, you notice that there are two small children with them, uh, a husband and a wife. They look a little elderly. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to go ahead and approach them. Hey there. As you approach, the old man pulling the wagon, he stops and he says, What do you want? Oh, we're just, uh, we're just traveling and happen to run India. We haven't seen too many travelers around here. Well, yeah, there wouldn't be too many travelers around here at this time. You know what's happening back there? Can't say I do. Well, I'd warn you, just because I'm a nice fella. There's lesions afoot. Oh. And they're not real friendly, like, they kind of go back and forth and fade in and out, and they're, they're scary. Real scary. I, I can't have them around my kids and the wife. No, they, uh, yeah, they're scary things. Well, who are you? Uh, my name is Mira. I am a uh, seeker. Oh, oh, you're that fancy seeker the town seeked out for some... Man, it's been a while. We've been waiting for you guys. Yeah, we, uh, we've come as quickly as we can. Mm, oh, God, I tell you. My, our tree, our home tree, we, uh, it started to get taken back by the dirty fill from the Badlands. Lesions are no good, I tell you. We're actually moving out towards another town, back with my family, you know, away from all this rabble. You hear his kids in the back just kind of like, Papa, I'm hungry! And his wife is also saying, we really have to move along, it's... It's starting to get dark. This is not this is not a good place to be right now. No, that's that's I completely understand. Uh well, safe travels. Well, if you're looking to help somebody, you better head over fast. That was the plan. Micah's not looking so good. And he packs up he packs up his things and he kinda travel you know, he trots off in that direction off to another town. All his kids, you know, just run around. His wife's kinda fussing at him. And of course, he's fussing back. Just a really rambunctious family. And so I'm assuming that y'all want to, you know, get get a little uh, fire in your step. Uh, I think it would be best if we got along quickly. It sounds like things are sort of dire. 
All right, cool. So both of you are walking along and you reach Micah and it is a beautiful, beautiful town. It's basically in home, like just kind of set in with the trees and the trees are huge and gorgeous. But you also notice that the people there look kind of run down. Like they're, they're not, they haven't eaten much. Things just kind of look like they're, it's almost like a ghost town. It's got people kind of looking out of their windows. Not a lot of kids playing in the streets. Uh, and as you come into the town, you notice that there's this chill almost. And if you look off to, to one side, it looks like the trees are slowly starting to wither in that direction like they're getting some sort of rot like they're dying and as you walk in you look around and you see that there are some people kind of hanging about there's a uh, tavern in front of you of course because everybody wants to see a tavern when they come in and there's some uh residential you know some residents on you know off to your left and then uh, off to your right there's it kind of opens up more to the forest so you're kind of at the town's entrance slash edge. I'd want to head over and inspect the trees pretty much right away because that's it's very bad if the trees are rotting out. That might sound like a, uh, I think that's like an awareness check. That's what I kind of put it up to. So uh, if you could pull out your cards and uh, draw your, ar- your awareness for me, see what you can uh, see. All right, and I'm going for equal to or lower than my attribute, right? Yes, yes. As long as you draw equal or lower to, it depends on, uh, that'll determine your success. All right, so I need a nine or lower, and I got a one. Hmm. Zari goes over and pulls out, like, a toolkit with maybe, like, a little magnifying glass um, and even some, like, tweezers, and I'm sort of inspecting the tree very, you know methodically yeah you you really do inspect that tree and immediately almost you know uncannily you notice that this is the uh corruption from the badlands and uh you being a uh inhabitant of ratha you know exactly where that is it's actually not very far from micah it's off to the uh northwest there's a uh as a very, very large corrupted site. And it seems that the corruption is starting to spread and it's threatening Micah. And you know very fast that these trees have, uh, they may be uh, a little too, it might be a little too late to save these, but if something's not done, it can take over a large portion of this land. I imagine first I like take out some chalk or something and mark where the corruption is. So if I come back, I can see, like, if it's growing past that. Um, okay, perfect. So you mark that. Is there anyone still living near these trees, or has it been completely abandoned in that area? This is off to the... Uh, it's it's not so, so far away from Micah. It's, it's like something that you noticed on the trail. So it takes you a little ways into the forest, off of the road. And... Uh, those trees in particular are not home trees. They're uh, just the surrounding trees. Now, uh, there have been reports of some home trees 
uh, you know, dying off from this corruption and people having to move up their lives like the man you met on the road. So I'm pretty sure if you look, you know, even further, you'll find some of these home trees that have been corrupted. Do I see any clear signs of like a pattern in the corruption or does it seem to be like a like coming from a line of the Badlands or is it very random? Oh, there is. Yeah, definitely. Uh, since you are a native, you definitely notice that it's kind of just creeping from the Badlands. If it if it if you're looking for some sort of pattern, it gets stronger it it seems to kind of uh get uh more prevalent as you trace it towards uh that area of corruption okay then i think i I probably go back to mira and i say the badlands they're growing bigger have you heard of it happening like that before i don't think i have it's uh concerning to say the least hmm maybe we should find out from people how long this has been going on if if anything started it. Yeah, it's a good place to begin. Um, tavern? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that, like, Raz hears the word tavern and, like, perks up. Um, and he probably, like, starts trundling back towards it. <laughs> awesome. So you both, so are you both going to the tavern? I think we'd probably head in together. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So you both enter the tavern. It's actually pretty cool. It's kind of built into a nice large tree that has not been affected by the corruption. And you walk in. There's not too many people, maybe a couple old, you know, geezers hanging around uh, drinking, you know, their favorite ale. And the bartender, a nice, lovely young woman, says, what are you having? Um, well, we were actually hoping to gather some information, if, uh, if that's okay. Information? Just seemed like everything else was sort of closed down, so we, uh, we didn't know where else to come. Well, I'd love to give you some information, you know, over a pint. Sure. You know, as, you, as you've as you noticed, business isn't really booming. <laughs> no, no, as you can tell. Well, um, yeah, get me a... Get me a pint of just whatever your favorite is. Oh, perfect. We've got the blueberry beer right here ready for you. Excellent. I'll get you some. All right. So she brings you a pint of blueberry beer and y'all have a seat and I guess you uh, enjoy a few sips. And she just kind of smiles at y'all. She's super proud. You can tell she's happy she's made a sale. Right. (laughs) Um, I imagine Roz, he, he does this. Um. He would like to sort of go towards the kitchen area and, like, do a little dance to try and, like, wheedle them into giving him some stew or something. Oh, that's cute. Okay, so uh, that's, I'm, I'm pr- like, positive that's a charm. Uh, could we draw for him? Yes, and I have to, t- I just have to highlight, my main character is terrible at charm, and Roz has a 10 on charm, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done this many times. Extremely charming. Yes. Uh, I got a four, so he passed the charm check. Awesome. So the bar, the bartender looks at uh, Roz, and he, she is actually just smitten with him. She asks you, uh, what would your little raccoon like to eat? I'd like to feed him something. You know, he will eat pretty much anything. He loves stew. He loves bread. If you have scraps you don't want, he is like 
a disappearing hole for food. Oh, that's perfect. She runs <laughs> into the kitchen and she brings out like the cutest little grab bag of like bread and mixed like cheeses and meats. And she puts it right like just sits him up right there, you know, by the bar next to you. And he's just going in and she's just watching. She's enthralled. Um, I think in the I think in the meantime, uh, Freya probably sneaks over there and takes a little bit of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Freya is not nearly so charming. Um, so yeah, I, I turn back to the uh, to the bartender and I say, "So, um, what we were uh, what we were looking for? So we are a couple of uh, seekers that the town sort of called for, um, and we noticed that the corruption was sort of it's, it appears to be spreading, and we were." First of all, wondering how long it's been since that began. The bartender actually stands up pretty quickly at when you say seeker. And uh, she gives both of you all of her attention. And you can tell that she gets really serious, just a completely different manner from before. She says, you guys are those seekers that we called for the whole town. It's and she kind of holds her hands, I mean, her head in her hands. And then she straightens up and she says, yes, the corruption has spread so fast. We weren't expecting it to get here this soon. I'll tell you everything. And the beer's on me. You can tell she's very relieved to see y'all. Usually, I try not to bring all the troubles from the outside into the bar. Everybody comes in here to escape. I didn't mean to give you guys the dance around when you came in. I'm trying to lift the spirits here. But things aren't looking good. We just had the Bottlesons leave this town. Like, today, did you see them on the road? Yeah, I think we ran into them. They seemed uh, pretty distressed. (sighs) We've been losing people by the week, and it's getting hard on business and just on our livelihoods. What are you guys going to do we, oh, we're at our wit's end. Was there any event that started this corruption? Anything you can, anything out of the ordinary? Well, about a month back, we started getting these sightings of these monsters. And I think people call them hybrids around here. And we didn't really believe it at first, especially me. I'm from Fendair. I've never had these issues before. And, you know, I just came around, started up business not too long ago, and it's been crazy ever since. But after that, uh, those first sightings, the trees started to just take on this sickness. And it's been terrible. It's been a month of just back and forth and things just getting scarier and people seeing things and I don't even know how to keep up the act nowadays people come in screaming about how they saw some weird chimera thing in the forest and Hmm. I it's really hard just trying to you know settle them down I'll say about a month ago we just it's just been getting worse is there is there anywhere in particular that these sites are like localized to like anywhere we can maybe begin oh well i'm pretty sure you guys saw the trees when you came in of course it's getting worse on the uh northern side of town there those are the that's where all the home trees have actually started dying off 
that's where everybody's starting to move away from. We've kind of, you know, gathered here around the center and the other side of town. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all I'm always ready to give any information that you need, but that's really all I know. There's some rot afoot. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, that's all I can ask for. Uh, did you have anything to ask, Siri? Otherwise, I think we may uh, may get started here. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to ask her anything. I'm wondering, would we have heard before if hybrids or monsters can create this effect? Like, is this something that's known? All that's really known about the Badlands is that uh, after the Great Wars, because uh, this is this is pretty general knowledge for anyone who's lived in Tyr, uh, after the Great War, there were uh, giant swaths of corruption. And uh, this uh, left, you know, I mean, there's a possibility that there may be hybrids like monsters or, uh, you know, other ghosts and things like that that were left behind uh, this great catastrophe. So so this uh, is pretty characteristic of uh, the corruption. This isn't something that's uh, too, too uncommon, but what's uncommon is that it's spreading so quickly. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not that fast, and sometimes it's, it can even be uh, kind of contained. Mm-hmm. I would just look over at Mira and say, it sounds like we have some tracking to do. Yes, it does. The bartender says, tracking? Oh, well, yeah, you should definitely start on the other side of town. I'd definitely recommend just getting in there and in the dirt and getting to know everybody. See if they have something. I'm... I'm new here, so I hate that I can't give you any more information. Hey, you've given us plenty. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, blueberry beer's on me. And of course, your furry critters can have anything they like. I imagine when she says that, Roz lets himself into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she says, oh, well, hold on, let me serve it for you. And she... <laughs> <laughs> she runs after him, and you can hear a ruckus in the kitchen. Covers everything I think I wanted. Yeah, I think um, I think I would ask Mira. Do you want to talk to more people in town, or should we go monster hunting? Um. Well, we can head uh head further. She said north, I believe, right? We can head further in, and uh, you know, if there's anyone around who's maybe seen anything, we can start there. But uh, I think uh, kind of want to get into the thick of things. Is there a specific thing that you want to do? You're going straight for the, uh, you're trying to go straight for tracks. Is there a specific area that you'd like to go check out? Or would you just like to follow the bartender's uh, directions and go check out the the damage? That's what I was thinking, but not only my choice. Yeah, I think that makes sense. All right. So, I after you, know, you wrangle Raz out of the kitchen, you all walk out and you go towards, you follow the directions that the bartender gave you, and you notice that as you walk through Micah, uh, the area turns more from, you know, a uh, cobblestone, uh, you know, a kind of town center to a more residential type of wood-like area with some paths in between the trees, and you start to see uh, more homes. And there are people hanging out it's it's kind of cool they have like these nice tree houses built into the trees and they they're all interconnected and uh you see people there are a little more people around here this time because everybody's trying to you know stay in their homes and protect what they have you come through 
you walk through this path and then you start to see the trees kind of die off to say the least you'll see you start to see less people as you walk through and then the trees start to look a little more battered and withered until you come across a tree that is completely black Hmm. and there's an old woman kind of looking at it she's just standing there observing it very intently holding her cane She's wearing very, very nice robes, very, uh, her hair is pinned back very nicely. And she's just studying it. Looks like she's almost, uh, appreciating it, you know. Do I recognize her robes as, like, marking her having a specific role in the town? Like, is it official robes, or is it just, like, wealthy person robes? I wouldn't say very, uh, I wouldn't say official, but I would say, uh, rich in history. Mm. Almost like uh, there was some really it's very unique. A lot of care went into it. And uh, and I'll let you have this. If you look into uh, since you're a uh, Rathen, you can tell that it kind of uh, comes from uh, your culture. You can see the history of the trees woven into her garbs. And it kind of just tells the story of her family. Mm-hmm. I think I would approach her. And say, uh, good day. She continues to look at this tree, almost as if you both are not there. I move even a little closer, like, not touching, but kind of right up next to her, and I look from her to the tree and back to her. What holds your interest, grandmother? She continues to look. She doesn't look at you or, uh, Mira. And she says, this is the home that I was raised in. I watched my children climb these trees, visit their neighbors, eat my food, feed my families, feed other families that came through here. And now look at it. She kind of kicks at the roots. Rot. She continues to appreciate the history of her home, studying it, almost like she's trying to memorize it. It's... Goodness. Um... It seems this all happened very quickly. Were you here to, to see this rot take hold? She looks at, um, she looks at Ziri, and she actually, t- she turns full body. She gives you her full attention, and she says, my home tree stood for hundreds of years, before the Great War, before all of this madness, and how does time reward me? This happened within a month! A month, I've watched my tree die, and we had to move everything. But you can't move memories, and I feel like our memories are dying with this tree. And uh, I told my family I don't want to leave, that we should stay and defend our birthright with every ounce, but they don't see the point anymore. And now look at it, dead. And she turns back and she kind of looks some more. And she asks, what is your purpose? Who are you both? Uh, well, my name is Mira. Um, we are seekers and we're here to hopefully stop this from happening to anyone else. Stop. Stop. Hmm. I don't think any normal seeker can stop this. And she kind of gives a little distasteful look. And she looks at Mira and... 
Uh, she looks at you both, and she kind of gives you both a once-over. She has, and she says, perhaps I could help. And, uh, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me. And she, uh, she goes and she kind of walks over to the uh, entrance of the home tree. And she says, there was once a great leader of Micah. He was beautiful. And I loved him. I, I really did. He, all of the town loved him. But one day, it was tragic. During the Great War, he suffered, and his family, and really all of this town suffered. But he went to defend us against some of the most terrible horrors you could imagine. And he paid for it with his life. And we were forever grateful. And shortly after that, after that terrible loss, we witnessed one of the most beautiful miracles. Throughout the Great War, somehow this town was shielded from a lot of that tragedy. Even though the lesions and these hybrids and these monsters roamed areas around our town, somehow we were unscathed, untouched. And I want to believe that our leader lived on in this town. And I suspect that we could find him and maybe he could bring us to salvation once more. And she kind of looks at you both intently, kind of like she just came up with a plan. So you, you mean to say that you think that this leader's become a vein? She kind of looks at you puzzled and uh, she says, a vein? Huh, I never thought about it that way. Our leader has always been our leader in my eyes. She says, I don't know exactly where this vein could be, but I know that he's protected us for these past centuries. And I know that if we could just find him, help him, maybe he could protect us from this tragedy that's befalling Micah. She kind of sits. She sits down at her home tree. She kind of gets lost in thought. Um, I think as she's a little bit lost in thought, I move closer to Mira and uh, sort of turn away so that the woman can't hear me talk as clearly. And I, I say quietly, um, I haven't dealt with many veins. Is this, are you familiar with the spirits? I, uh, I've dealt with them once or twice, but never, never uh, too extensively. Can I look around this tree and the other rotted trees for like, tracks or signs of the monsters that were mentioned mm, okay uh go ahead and draw for awareness i got a three awesome okay so you look around you don't really notice a lot of tracks but you do notice that the uh the direction of the uh corruption you can kind of start to see its uh outline a little bit you kind of notice that in some areas, it kind of curves in certain directions. In other areas, it kind of bends away. Kind of like something might be repelling this corruption. Can I almost like track whatever's repelling it? Like sort of trying to map out where that line is or see where the source of that is? You both hear a blood-curdling scream. Back from the way that you came. Back towards the home trees that you passed up. What do you do? Uh, I would immediately turn back that direction. 
uh, see if I can spot anything and if not head towards it. You start to hear a commotion kind of rise up. People kind of uh, sounds like a lot of wrestling and a lot more like screams. I want to run in that direction. The old woman, the old woman still seems kind of unfazed. Um, Mira just takes off in that direction, um, along with Freya, like hopping between trees and whatnot. Yeah. So you both run and you run back towards those trees and you see a, a large amount of people kind of gathered uh like they've all climbed down from their trees. And uh, you see some people are running back towards the town center. And some others, some large men, you know, kind of gathering people together saying, don't panic, don't panic. Please, everyone, just stay calm. We'll deal with this uh, as soon as we can. And you see a mother crying, crying. And she's saying, I can't find her. <laughs> Where is she? I can't find her, Soraya. People are still kind of, they've kind of calmed down a little bit. Like it was a sudden, you know, like a sudden fright. But people are still talking very loudly. Some people are still running away. Some are trying to, you know, kind of keep everybody together and uh, gather them and calm them down. People are hurriedly grabbing things from their home trees and trying to get back to the town center. Hmm. I would go over to the woman and see if I can sort of get her to focus on me. She's uh, she's actually being held by two men. Uh, she's distraught. She is crying. She is desperately trying to go uh, where everyone is avoiding. She's looking out towards the trees. And about uh, uh, some feet back from these home trees, you see that the corruption has kind of crept up and taken over the uh, background. Things look a little, well, not even a little, they look very dead <laughs> back there. And uh, she's desperately, just desperately trying to break free and uh, uh, try to get to that, that area. Then I'd probably ask one of the men holding her, um, who, who is Soraya? Well, what happened? The man kind of says, please calm down. And then he looks at you. He says, Soraya, Soraya's her daughter. And then he asks, who are you? We're the Seekers you asked for. We're here to help. Oh, the Seekers. And literally the crowd turns and they look at both of you. And they've given you all of their attention. Even the mother calms down a little bit. And she says, the Seekers. Oh, please. I really, I need you to please find my daughter. There was something out there. It looked horrible and I don't know where she is. I told her, I told her not to play in that, that devilry that we, please help me find her. And she kind of collapses to the ground and she's just sobbing. Of course, that's what we're here for. The men kind of look at her uh, in, you know, remorse. They're kind of like they really don't know what to do. Someone uh, kind of whispers. They're like, no one should. I mean, no one wants to go in there. There was that thing. That thing was in there. And you just hear whispers of like a monster or some spindly creature that's two times the height of a person. and doesn't have any eyes. And it's just all types of wild descriptions. Hmm. How long ago did the child go missing? She was just right here. 
She was just here. I could have sworn I turned around. We were just making our... We were trying to pack up everything and making our bags just so we could stay at someone else's house. I mean, you know, at someone else's tree. And she was gone. She was gone. And she just continues to kind of cry. Everyone starts to kind of look at you both for answers, for guidance. Some people say, well, what are we going to do? They're here to help us. Yeah, what are we going to do? I go over to Mira and say, I think it'd be better if we told them to stay here and just the two of us go looking. We don't want to lose anyone else. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I sort of turn toward the crowd and I say, listen, we're seekers. We are here to help. We are going to go after them. The best thing that you all can do right now is stay put. Uh, we don't want anyone else to go missing. Just stay indoors. Stay safe. Don't try to come after us. We're going to get this figured out. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go ahead and we'll call that a uh, a uh, a charm. Uh, I'm going to check you for charm on that one. Okay. Oh, I have a seven and that was a five. Just barely. Awesome. The crowd kind of looks around questioningly. They're like, well, we did call them in. They are the experts. And so they all settle down and uh, they kind of take direction from, you know, the, the locals, uh, the local figureheads here. So some of the larger men uh, kind of direct them all towards the town center and they kind of clear out the place for you. Now, the mother, she's still sobbing, but she says she likes to go and check. I mean, she kind of looks at both of you and she says she likes to play in the forest with all of her friends, but I I see her friends here. I, I think she's the only one missing. I tell I tell them not to go out there, but I think they're just young and curious and uh, I don't know what to do if I we can't find her. So she kind of points out some of her uh her uh her uh Soraya's favorite, you know, haunts favorite play out I mean uh, play spaces and it's kind of further in not towards the thickest part of the corruption but you know skirting around the edges and uh yeah and and she points out that there is a trail that she likes to follow as she's pointing this out do we am I able to see any signs of the girl like footprints or broken branches or like crushed leaves on the ground uh, you'll probably have to go in further to see, because right now you guys are like in the path, like just in the middle of the home tree, kind of like a, I won't say like a, like a cul-de-sac, but more like a, like a circle, like a gathering of trees, of home trees. And this path is some ways behind uh, her tree. So if you're wanting to investigate, then we can go by this path and check around. Yeah, I think I would want to start investigating um, and see if I can notice anything. So as you walk down towards this path, you notice that there's a smell. Literally, if you could describe it, it's like death warmed over almost as you enter this uh, collection, this uh, patch of corruption. As you approach the border of corruption. And you see the path from her home tree 
down to the border. And uh, you do notice that there's like a fresh track of, uh, you know, there's a disturbance. Like someone just recently walked through here. Just, uh, just about, you know, some, a small pair of feet. It is, uh, it is kind of easily seeable because of the, the nice lush grass around the home tree. And you can follow that down to the border. But uh, once you get to the border, everything kind of dies and it gets a little harder to track. Mm-hmm. I figure I would have headed in. Um, like, I probably would have comforted the woman for a moment. Just said, like, hey, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure we get her back. We're going to go now. Um, and then sort of follow... Uh, uh, Ziri as we, you know, begin to track, uh, the girl. So, yeah, I, I figure I'd just follow, uh, follow them in. All right, perfect. So you both reach the border, and you kind of, uh, notice that as you get closer to these trees, they're tall, they're very imposing, the atmosphere completely changes. You can hear, uh, the, uh, the whole environment changes even. You can kind of hear things that you you know you don't quite think are human uh it, it kind of makes you a little jumpy so there are trees and whatnot around right Mm-hmm. okay yeah i uh i'm gonna have freya sort of climb up and sort of look around and see if they can spot anything like from from a little bit of a higher vantage point um just as far as movement or tracks or signs of you know, someone passing by or anything like that. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Can you uh, roll uh, Freya's awareness, please? Uh, that's not going to do it. That was a queen and I have an eight. So Freya kind of runs up and she, she looks around a bit and she tries really, really hard. But this acorn is looking real nice right about now. <laughs> and she picks that up and she comes back and brings it to you. Hmm. Well, that wasn't. Uh... She's very, she's very, very happy, very <laughs> proud of herself. Well, that wasn't what we were after, but uh, will you go ahead and enjoy that, all right, Freya? <laughs> Freya goes ahead and enjoys it. So right now, you're both at the border of the corruption. Freya has successfully uh, retrieved an acorn, and uh, I think what I want to do. And I don't think I warned Mira about this either. Is I take a few steps in closer and like cut my hands around my mouth and yell Soraya's name as loud as I can. Ooh. So you yell, Soraya! Soraya! You hear nothing. Do I see anything in the landscape change as if like anything's reacting? Nothing. Nothing other than the creepy noises that you hear as you get closer and closer to the border. Corruption kind of sings to you. You almost hear like whispering even. It's like the longer you stay there, it gets a little, it's creepier by the minute. Um, well, that all, that all having failed, I think Mira's going to start cautiously moving uh, toward the source of the noises. All right, so as you move in towards the noises, you kind of realize that it's all around you, and you can't really follow a source. Ooh. Hmm. You mentioned before when we were in the town, there was like a chill. Is that feeling here as well? 
Mm-hmm. Does it feel stronger in any direction? Like, is the cold colder in any direction? Um, I'd assume as you move further in, uh, these uh, effects would probably uh, intensify just a bit. It does get colder as you get further in the corruption, because I'm assuming you guys have taken a few steps inside, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You start to notice some whispers. It's like, you know, you hear people there, but not really. Get a little chill in your bones. Like uh, there's a light, uh, like a cold, dead breeze blowing on you. The trees feel like they're getting ever taller. And you hear something. You don't know quite what, but it sounds far away. Hmm. I think Zeri will start walking pretty quickly in that direction, but with Roz right by their side, and maybe has like a hand on Roz's back. As Zeri walks through, uh, is uh, Mira following as well? Yes, absolutely. As Zeri and Mira walk through, uh, you notice that the trees start to kind of close in a little bit. The, the bushes, they're, they're like these dead uh, brambles and things like that. Just dead uh, skeletons of bushes, I guess you could say. Uh, I want you both to uh, draw for awareness. Um, that's a seven, so I get that. And I got a awesome. six, so I got it. All right, excellent. Both of you notice from the left uh, peripheral, I mean the left side of your view, you think you see something very, very uh, tall, spindly, moving through the trees. And then it disappears as quickly as you saw it. Hmm. I sort of look at uh, at Zeri and just sort of give them a look as if like, did you also see that kind of look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I nod back uh, and say, I think that's what we're looking for. You've been listening to Voices at Play, building a table for everyone. Things aren't over yet, so please join us for the next episode. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.